Hello and welcome to the Pro Detailer Podcast. We are still in Germany. We are still in Frankfurt. In fact, we are still at Auto Mechanica in the biggest recording studio. cavernous hall. It's bonkers. It is bonkers. But the good news is, uh, first of all, Ian's figured out some clever buttons and bobs, so hopefully there's a little bit less background noise than our last interview. We'll find out when we come to edit this. Uh, that's very <laughs> And true. you can't hear any of us instead. We have to come back here and record it all over again. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be very complicated, isn't it? But the better news is that we have yet another detail celebrity guest in the form of Dr. Andreas Nuna. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Fine, thanks. Um, so, a little bit of background. Uh, we find Andreas has actually been in the magazine before. Yes, um, we're wearing a scary gas mask and uh, <laughs> staring at the camera. Yes. <laughs> Which I think is a strong look, speaking as a, as a man who doesn't have a strong look myself. But um, no, I, I, I'm liking it. I think I'm going to try that down the supermarket soon. I think it's my uh, my profile pictures on Facebook and all social media. So yeah. that brings in all the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for those who don't know, um, Andres is the the chemist, the brains behind. I don't want to say the brains, but he's, he's uh, 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 behind Nanolex. Yeah. Florian's kind of the the beauty, and you're the brains. I'm the beast. You're the beast. Yeah. That's that's yeah. That. Oh, you work. get a castle at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so everyone knows Nanlex. Nanlex are kind of ceramic experts. Uh, we have been over to Saarbrücken uh, in a previous Euro tour, and we've interviewed Florian himself, um, and we've worked very closely in the past. It's, it's been a lovely relationship. And what I wanted to do is basically get the, the chemist, the real chemist, and known to be a zero BS chemist as well. Well, actually, I'm not even a chemist. Oh, okay. Well, you're a doctor of something, though, because it says so. It is. But it's not chemistry. Oh. So I studied human and molecular biology. Okay. And then I did my PhD in genetic engineering. Ah. Yeah. So this was my That's field your background. of expertise, yes. Well, let's crack straight on because I believe it's quite an entertaining story about how you and Florian first met. And I thought, I presume just eyes fluttered across a bar and then suddenly an Analex SI3D was born. But yeah, I think it was more, more or less, yeah. Okay. I mean, I knew him. Um, through some friends, so to say. So when I saw him in the city, I dropped by and said hi, but mm -hmm. we had nothing to do with each other like on any other level. So um, at some point I declined a job for Nestle and um, people from the university said, okay, you did so well in your field. Um, now you fucked up. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I'll find something. So they offered me a position to teach at the university. So I was a junior professor for genetic engineering at Saarbrücken at the mm -hmm. university. But at some point, um, there were issues with money and so on. And I just told them, OK, please just don't prolong my contract. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something on my own. And then I wanted to, um, to start something like a holistic Okay. medicine healing approach something like that and um, <clears throat> it was boring I can only learn for like one two maybe three hours a day and after that I just get bored so so what sort of thing I mean holistic stuff I immediately think of lighting a joystick and yeah something like that yeah and stuff. having a bit yeah. of light yeah. Yeah, crystals yeah, 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 exactly and yeah. then you have to yeah. put certain things up in certain places and that's the crystals yeah. again that's the crystals yeah, yeah they exactly really sting. Yeah. 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 yeah 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 so um, I knew Florian had the company already, mm -hmm. and I just asked him, okay, do you have a job for me? Because it's boring. I'm learning for this stuff, but the rest of the day, I don't know what to do, so mm -hmm. I need to get busy. 
And in the beginning, I was just cleaning, cleaning, <laughs> bottling, labeling, just, just doing stuff. General stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And one day, I um, I came to work, and the shampoo that was clear the previous day was cloudy now. And he was upset and whatever. I said, what happened? I have no idea, man. I don't even clean my car. My car was a mess. So <laughs> I still don't clean my car. But uh, then he said, yeah, 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 you had like something with chemistry in school, right? I said, yeah, in school, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. But then, um, I mean, it was interesting for me too because I saw the shampoo the day before and it was clear and now it was cloudy and yeah, whatever. So whatever. Happened. What yeah. the fuck happened? But since I don't, I didn't know much about cleaning chemistry, I was just like, okay, what's the next best thing to do? Just thinking about what's different yesterday and today and i realized it got cold overnight okay. so i thought okay maybe it's a temperature issue i took a bottle i put it under water warm water mm-hmm. warmed up and it was clear again yeah. i showed it to me hey look man <laughs> I'm I said, oh, you're now. a genius man yes. you know about cock and i said no actually i don't i just put it under warm water and then he said, yeah, but you figure it out so quick. Aren't you interested in like thinking more about car care products? And then I thought, okay, cleaning or thinking about products? I said, you pay me the same. I'd yeah. rather sit on a computer and think about products. And then I started looking up the internet for information about car care products, how they are formulated and whatsoever. And, and so what sort of year is this, just to put this in perspective? This was like 2012 or 13, okay. something like that, yeah. And I found out this fucking secret, like Coca-Cola recipe. Nobody tells you what to do. If they do, it's like more misleading information. And then I figured out, okay, it's a lot of cars in the world, mm-hmm. a lot of car crazy people, so it would be interesting. And then, um, I don't know, I got, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I started going nuts and all day I was just looking about, how is this going, how is this functioning, what can I do here, what can I do there? And after like, I don't know, maybe one month of, yeah, Messing getting up. information and just sitting there and doing nothing, I told him, okay, man, tell me what, what product would you like to have? And he said, a quick detailer. Mm-hmm. So I made final finish. And he had a rough idea about how to, to make it. And um, yeah, it was a done deal in a couple of days. And wow, then you developed final finish in a couple of days? In two days. In actually, two days. Yes. And that product still is on the market. How, yeah. how, how similar is it to what you originally developed? The same. Exactly yeah. the same. Yeah, now we're going to put out a new version, but for the last, I don't know, six years, it was the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we looked at other companies, how many products do they put out a year, something like that. It's like two, three, four. Mm-hmm. And I think in the first year when I started formulating, it was like over 20. Mm. I went nuts. Yeah. So you say you don't, you don't uh, do your own car care or anything like that. How, how does your, your testing process, how does that go? Do you send it out Florian. to people? Just Florian. Yeah, in the beginning. Florian to the start and the end. Yeah, I mean, we spent... I don't know. I think out of how many weekends do we have in a year? 57? 52. 52. Okay. I think 40 weekends we were in there testing. Wow. From 10 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. 
Blimey. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you're developing products, obviously uh, Nanolex has got the ceramic thing, but what do you most enjoy? What's your favorite product? Which, what are you most satisfied with? Polishes. Interesting. Abrasives. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been told that uh, abrasives are about the hardest thing to manufacture because it was for me too. Yeah. Yeah. So even harder than ceramic coating yeah. products. The first ceramic coating I made it. I know, it was in a cooking pot mm -hmm. with a spoon. Wow. So no mixing device, no nothing, and it worked really good. Now it's a lot more sophisticated because you know. And that pot's still clean to this day. Yeah, <laughs> and I still have the, the first bottle ever that I made. I still have it, and I open it once every six months or so, and it's still okay. It's oh. still working. Wow. It's like, it was 2014, I think. Blimey. Yeah. So your compounds, because I have to remember, I, I haven't used Nanlet's compounds, but I think you have it? Yes, medium cut especially. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> and is that is that a diminishing polish? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So if... If compounds, etc., are, are the hardest, are they just the hardest thing to manufacture, or are they the hardest thing to develop? Develop to invent. Yeah, I had a problem with the with the with the polishes and with the abrasive compounds. Is they have to work on every clear coat, with every kind of machine, with a lot of different styles of polishing, so a lot of different pads. So, mm. it's what, very what are different. the variables then? Is it different types of abrasive, different types of different lubricant? Type, yeah, I mean it's. If we start that, we need a couple of hours. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the first thing is it's water-based, solvent-based, or some a mix in between. Then, what kind of abrasive are you using? Calcinated aluminum oxide or non-calcinated or whatsoever. And this also depends on how you're going to use them later. For example, if you want like a good polish for for boats for clear coat, uh, for for gel coat, sorry, mm -hmm. um, you don't necessarily need calcinated aluminum oxide which is very expensive so the non-calcinated is like 10 times cheaper and works perfectly on, on boats but it won't work on that good on on nuclear car clear coats so because they're what, too hard in in brief what is the calcinating process if you like so aluminum oxide is never 100 percent pure non-calcinated is like contains up to 20 percent impurities mm -hmm. so it's it's softer because of the impurities, because the crystal structure is, is different. Mm -hmm. So if you calcinate it, you get rid of all the impurities. So you have like 98, 99% pure aluminum oxide in a special, let's say- Structure. Structure, yeah. Yeah, so aluminum oxide, so that's a uh, chemical formula, AUO, I guess. AL203. AL203. So three oxygen molecules for every aluminium. For every, for two. For two. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's that structure mm -hmm. that gives it yeah. its sort yeah. of physical surface. It for creates it. like a sort of a gitter, like, you know. A, a, yeah. yeah, like a lattice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. So you've got that abrasive. So what's the next? And you've decided whether you're going to be solvent or water-based yeah. or a bit in between. Because mm -hmm. we've seen this with some products out there saying, oh, it's um, solvent. Well, they say it's water-based and then assume that it's solvent-free. But actually, from what we can no, see... So if it's water-based, it doesn't necessarily mean it's solvent-free, mm -hmm. but it's low VOC. Right. So solvents, for me, is volatile organic compounds. compounds yeah. So, yeah. I would say if a, if a good um, polish has like around 10% VOC, for me, it's water-based. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Okay, so we've got that. We've got the uh, aluminium oxide abrasives. What's the next step in the manufacture of a compound? I mean, you need to think about um, what you expect from the polish. Let's say if it's a heavy cut, 
you need a certain size mm -hmm. and it breaks down. But it's not breaking down like constantly breaking down. It breaks down in steps. So all the steps can be defined by the manufacturer of the aluminum oxide. So you say, okay, I start with this size and the next step it breaks down is this size and the third one, they all break down. In three as steps. part of the wow. diminishing process. Yes, yeah, exactly. So, so they literally are saying, right, there are these bonds. This yes. one is the strongest. This is second strongest. And then in reverse order is what they break down to. Yeah. So what, what, what affects that? Is that just time? Is that heat? Is that pressure? Yeah, no, most, most of the breakdown process by rubbing against Friction. each other, oh, okay. against the clear coat and against each other. And in the beginning, you have like chunks. You don't have like single aluminum oxide um, pieces. Mm -hmm. So you have pieces sticking together like a conglomerate. Mm -hmm. And that has a cut in itself because it's very big, mm -hmm. kind of strong. And this is why you start slow. When you start slow, and that's you cut more than if you go high speed because then they break down faster. Quicker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's so when you formulate a polish, then you think about, okay, what's my starting size? What's the finishing size from powder one? Mm -hmm. But then you can combine powders. We have like intermediate, intermediate um, you yeah, know, particles and steps. so, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the point when you think about, okay, a high cut or high finish or whatever. If you want a high finish, like the last step where it breaks down, it to be very, very small. Mm. So is there what seems to be the development? Let's just throw some things out there. Um, Kochami H8 was pretty revolutionary in that it allowed people to do uh, one-stage polishes that were, or one-stage kind of machine mm -hmm. polishing um, that enabled you to get rid of pretty deep stuff. It was a pretty yep. strong cut and it refined down to pretty good. Now, yep. there, are, there are more abrasive cuts at the top end and there are finer cuts mm -hmm. at the bottom end, but that was a revolutionary thing. Now, ever since then, the other products that have come out since and tried to beat it, some have, some haven't, um, they say, right, well, it can cut more and it can refine better. So mm -hmm. there's a kind of, it's you're increasing both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Is there a, a reason why we haven't got something that can cut like sandpaper at one end and refine like milk at the other end? Or is there, you know, is there a, a, a technical limitation on that? It is to some point. And I think it would not necessarily be wise to do so. Okay. Yeah. Because the, the initial issue. cut would be too hard? Oh, oh money reasons. You want to leave off something, you know, if it's just one product does everything. That's, yeah, you'd have to sell a lot of that product yeah. to make up. Yeah. That's fascinating. So we think it's commercial reasons I why we've got so, it. Yeah, for a lot of uh, products, it's, it's pure money. commercial reasons, yes. It's fascinating because we had, uh, so I was contacted a couple of years ago now by a big compound manufacturer in the UK. Mm -hmm. they're, they're not in our little detailing circle, yeah, yeah, they're their yeah. body shop. Yeah. And they were, we've just done this amazing thing. You can now polish a car in not four, not three, but two stages. And their previous system was a three stage. Mm. And they were so excited about it. Yeah. And I had to very gently say, look, look, honey bunny, uh, I'm afraid this has kind of been happening for quite a long time. And, and they, uh, yeah, they weren't very happy when I pointed out that actually we've been doing this for years. Yeah. Um, but okay, so we've got, the, we've got the abrasive, we've got the solvent, we've got all the rest of it. What, what okay, else, what else do you have? You have like a thickening agent. So an emulsifier or some form? No, no, no. It's like um, most people use some kinds of sugar. Interesting. Plant-based sugar, yeah. you know, that takes up a lot of water and, and yeah. So um, if you don't have that, your abrasives will go to the bottom. Ah, so that's a that rheology modificator. Let's call it like that. Gotcha. You know? So okay. And otherwise, if the if the uh, 
polish is too uh, too watery mm-hmm. or not thick enough, it will splatter. Yeah. Uh, turn around. We don't want that. That's also one component. Then you have uh, most of the time some kind of um, glycerine, mineral oils whatsoever to have a long working time. Mm-hmm. So the, the polishing film is not drying out. Yeah. What else do you have? An emulsifying agent, because if you have like a watery part and solvent part or the mineral oils, they need yeah. to be Stick emulsified. Together. Yeah, otherwise it will separate. Is there is there some reason you choose say a mineral oil over glycerine or something to uh, as you as yes, you but if I if I um, if I give this away. <laughs> It's trade I'm going to have issues when I come back to the booth. So. Well, I, I mean, you can always you give away it's, it's a lot of it's, 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 There's so many things that I, I would like to say, and I say this now here. I think when I'm done with this industry, mm-hmm. I will write a book and about I'll buy, all the I'll, bullshit. I'll, I'll buy that book and do the audio it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's going to be so much easier well. and nicer <laughs> than it is now, but a lot yeah. of people will be out of business and not yeah. making any money. It is. It's an interesting old market that's going on, and it's yeah. at, at all levels of it. So, with the um, compounds, do you think, by the sounds of it, there's a lot more development space to go, or have we pretty yes. much there is? Yeah, and there is always that, is. Is that stuff that we already you know, know I, but we sorry don't for interrupting, yeah. but they develop the clear cuts all the time. So you have to keep you know, up with it's that. It's just like yeah, yeah, I can imagine, and and keep it compatible with everything that's gone before as well. Yeah, yeah, backwards. Just going back to kind of a bit back to the start of this, where we were saying you were choosing between uh, water-based and solvent-based. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for uh, eco reasons, say, mm-hmm. or your VOC reasons, is solvent-based still basically the, the king? No, no, you, you no. always prefer to do water-based. Now my, this is just a personal opinion. This is my opinion. Um, I think a mix of solvents and water is the best because. Um, solvents evaporate a lot quicker than water and then it will dry out mm-hmm. you, know? you have you have some advantages and so on but water gives you like if you know how to use it and how to formulate it in a in, in a in a polish it's you will never find a solvent that's as cheap as water and that enables you such a long working time but you need to combine it with the mineral oils and something like that that, that also love you know you need some lubrication. lubrication and so on yeah and what about um low dusting yeah you what, ways to keep the dust levels down am i asking another question you can't <laughs> just, yeah, i mean i know so many i'm being very nosy well, sorry well, no don't worry <laughs> you just add a little bit of glycerin and, and that kind of collects dust, it in yeah like one percent or whatever so with with say compounds that used to dust and compounds that didn't have the big range and stuff are people just producing that because it's cheap or because they didn't know any better I think it's both. Right. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so should we The turn? problem is like also when, when you buy all these raw ingredients for a polish, you know, usually all the, the, the manufacturers mm-hmm. keep the information with it. Mm-hmm. Help you formulate a product, then you formulate a product, you're going to buy more. I guess there's only so many places in the world you can buy it from as well. Yeah, but the strange thing is in case of polishes, they give you wrong information. It's like not nobody wants you to be able to put out a good polish. And, I, and this was mind-boggling for me. I couldn't understand it. I'm not such a kind of person. Mm-hmm. I think if you don't let anything out, nothing will come in. Yeah, So I, yeah. I'm all about sharing. I don't know. Yeah, and you need competition in order to yeah, develop I mean, new things. Yeah, life is boring if you're not pushed. In my opinion, this world is a place of abundance, not of scarcity. Mm-hmm. So this is how I 
that, do stuff. That works out. No, yeah. that's that's very cool. Um, Ian, have you got any other based on compounds? I've got a lot of other questions, but all of them I'm now I'm now going through my think No, probably no. I think, don't think we're going to answer that. We'll ask, we'll ask you these afterwards, okay. and uh, maybe we can no contribute problem. on. Them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, I want to talk about ceramic coatings. Yes. Um, so tell us about your. I'm guessing the first ceramic coating you made was SI3D or became yes. SI3D. Yes. yes. Tell us about that that trip, that journey. The journey. It was funny. It was. Um, <laughs> Can we get any more detail? Yeah. <laughs> Dennis and Johan from Kartlin. Yeah. Drop by to say hi, and I just started working there. I think I was there for like two or three months or something like that. I had like a final finish and the shampoo. Mm-hmm. And I was happy to show it to him to them and we tested it to try it. It's nice. And then I think it was Johan who asked me, hey, you know ceramic coatings? I said, what that? I looked at Florian and said, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, why? I never heard about it. Show me. And I said, yeah, come out and show it on, on our car. Mm-hmm. And I went outside and he said, look, this panel is treated with ceramic coating. The rest is not. And I said, yeah, I see no difference. And it's, looks the same for me because I never cleaned the car you know I, I didn't have the eye for that yeah and said yeah look it's it's water repellent they put water on it and it just fell down and mm. all the crazy stuff they do with ceramic coatings and said, okay and they tell me if you can do this that's that's really interesting and I started looking into that and I think one month later that's I threw deal with them. I called them and said, hey, everyone, come and test it. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, because I think... Uh, and we, we sent it to Bert, wax it. Different Bert. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he tried it, and it was sticky, you know. The first mm. version was very sticky, but if you knew how to apply it, it was very nice. A little bit of like Modesta style, you mm-hmm. know. Those are like pain in the ass to apply, but if you know how to apply them, it's like a bomb ass code. Yeah. Mm. So this is how it started, and then um, for me, it's always I don't like complicating stuff. It's not this straightforward. The easier, the better. In fairness, SI3D, yes, there are other things, you know, uh, other coatings available from Nanlex, but SI3D has stuck around for a long, long time. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no point but changing But now the account. newer versions are a lot easier to apply. Yeah, because now it's like your SI3D Max now. Yeah. Yeah, now the terabyte and... Well, we're going to talk about carbide yeah. in part two. Um, but this is how we started. So when yeah. we started, it was all sticky and whatever, and they told me, ah, it has to be a bit slicker and a bit easier to apply, and people are going to... So what's interesting also, it wasn't long ago when we were just pointing out, well, we've, it was, became clear that so many ceramic coatings, or at least the key ingredients in ceramic mm-hmm. coatings, were made in the Far East, mm-hmm. and that very few were made in Europe. And I believe Nanlex was one of the only companies in Western Europe that was actually making ceramic coatings at the time. I think so, yeah. They had the right saucepan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yeah. right spoon. Yeah. Um, but I remember talking to Florian who was saying how the original application of ceramic coatings was sort of coating glass in a, a factory making shower glass or something mm-hmm. like that. There was some sort of connection yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. Were, were you involved at that point? No. Or was that, that was a no. previous, a previous this was life? His, his magic. <laughs> well, what I think we should do now is take a little pause and when we come back, we will be talking about the latest product from Nanlex and we're also going to be pushing you through our 10 quick fire questions, which, FYI, never very quick. See you in a bit. Mm-hmm. 
I hope you've been enjoying the Pro Detailer Magazine podcast. I just want to take a minute to say a huge thank you. Thank you to all of those who bought the hand wash only hardback book, all 144 pages of it. We printed 3,000 initially, didn't expect it to sell in such numbers, but lo and behold, it has, and that's all thanks to you guys. Um, good news is we are doing another print run. So if you don't yet have your copy, or perhaps you're thinking of gifting it to people for Christmas, maybe, uh, the place to go is prodetailermagazine.com and you will be able to order slash pre-order your copy now. Um, anyway, thanks again. And now it is back to the podcast. And we're back and we're with Andreas Nuna. And we were next going to look at a little bit of myth busting in the realms of ceramic coating. So let's kick us off for five. I'm going to steal this one. Okay. Uh, layering ceramic coatings. Talk to us about that because there are companies out there who say the more layers you put on to a paint surface, the better the protection comes. And some of them are saying the thicknesses I've I've seen that one mills. Yeah. yeah. Well, not no, not mills. Mills. Not millimeters. Sorry, mills. Um, but yeah, we're talking 20 to 50 microns. I've heard people have been added by ceramic coating. So is this even a thing? Is it possible? Is it beneficial? It is possible, but I don't think they do it that way. If you are able to apply a ceramic coating um, wet and dry, so you put the first layer, you leave it for an hour, mm -hmm. you cure it and you apply the next one, then you can stack it, then you can layer. But if that's not possible, because most hydrophobic coatings, they repel it even themselves. themselves yeah. Yes. So what you can do then is apply the second layer within like 10 to 15 minutes after the first one. But with the second one, you're basically going to dissolve more or less the first one. So let's say the first one gives you two microns. Mm -hmm. And you think with the second one, I'm going to have four. No, with the second one, you're going to remove one and a half from the first one and add a little bit to it. Mm -hmm. And every time you do that, the, the risk of having some, making a mistake or whatever, is increasing. Mm -hmm. And imagine after you applied four or five layers and you notice there's a mistake and you have to polish it all <laughs> up, it's just mad just, just to qualify yeah. it, this, this is for stacking the same coating on top yeah. of each other. So the coatings come with a, a, a base and a top coat. They're, they're designed to work with yeah. each other. The, the base coat you can layer, yeah. even ours. The base coat, yeah, I recommend it. If people are crazy with layering, you can. But in, in my, my opinion, personal opinion is if you put out a coating and one layer is not enough, go back to school and get or whatever a coating, yeah. you know and so. so when a coating does this one thing i've always assumed that the way a coating wears out is it just gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner and then yep. it's gone yep. and that is a it's like true. layers of an onion coming yep. off yep. it's not like it suddenly ages and no, no, the end no, of it. No. No, no it's like constant erosion gotcha and sometimes it's etching if you use like harsh chemicals for washing or whatever you mm -hmm. know it just etches away they are sensitive to uh, high alkaline or Acidic pHs. Well, this is so. This is my next question. We'll tag team this one, perhaps. Um, I have a ceramic coated car, mm -hmm. and uh, it is coated with cochamy, mm -hmm. which uh, I presume you're probably quite familiar with. Um, and the um, it being a German manufacturer, yeah, yeah, sure. And um, 
when I washed it normally, uh, the beading didn't come back and I was really disappointed. Then I used some Labo Cosmetica. Was it Enigo? I used, what was it? Well, um, what, what's their... What's their... Not Veritas. Veritas. No, 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 no. Their shampoo. Oh, uh, Purifica. Purifica. I so used... you need to actually give me a context for it. You use Labo Cosmetica. I'm going to go through the entire Labo Cosmetica <laughs> calendar. This could take yes. a long time. <laughs> so Purifica shampoo. Yeah. And uh, surprise, surprise, it came right back again. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, now, I've always believed that that is, we live in a hard water area, and I believe that it was the um, salts and stuff in the in the water that gave it the high pH, et cetera, et cetera, that effectively clogged the surface and reduced the hy hydrophobicity, and that a slightly acidic shampoo breaks those down and then basically reactivates or declogs that. Yes, but in this case, it's not the high pH that you have in your, in your water. It's just like um, the hardness of the water. The dissolved solids. No, no. Um, the harder the water is, the more mineral deposits you'll have when the water evaporates. And mm -hmm. that will basically leave like a tiny, tiny small layer over your coating. Mm -hmm. So the hydrophobic groups, it's, I think, in case of coarse coating, it's like methyl groups that are hydrophobic. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you just clog them. So if you take something slightly acidic, mm -hmm. it's like a water spot remover, a soft one, it just gets rid of those deposits and then and the metal groups back. are active again or free and you have hydrophobicity back. Because I do see this quite a lot with people who are saying, oh, my coating's failed. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and they'll show you a little video of like a hose pipe over the water, you know, going and it's not yeah. doing what they want it to do. Yeah. And you sit there going, I don't think it's failed. I just think you've failed to wash your car properly. Mm -hmm. You can't tell them that. Yeah, to be yeah nice, it happens a lot of times. So. Yeah. No, that's it. Is there anything else that clogs up coatings that you can rectify? Because obviously, you know, hitting a tree is good. Yeah, tree sap. Pollen whatsoever, yeah. And, and all kind of contaminations. And so you would just remove those in a conventional yeah. way? Yeah, yeah. obviously yeah. without yeah. abrasion. Yeah, and, and it's easier to remove them. That's true in case of coatings. I mean, it, it has this easy to clean effect. Mm -hmm. Even though people claim it with the lotus leaves and stuff like that, this is like bullshit. This is science fiction. Because in case of the lotus flower mm -hmm. and, you know, the high contact angle, this is not lacquer. I mean, they have like tiny little hairs and the micro topology on mm -hmm. top of the leaf. And when the water droplets run down, they take away dust in some way. It works for the plant, but it's not working for the car. You mean if, the, 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 the ceramic coating I have isn't compressed lotus leaf that's been milled in there? Yes, <laughs> some kind of, but not really. So, but if you, if you would really think about ceramic coatings uh, from a perspective of keeping the car clean, you will need them hydrophilic, not hydrophobic. Mm. Because then you would have like a very thin water layer all over your car, dissolving the dirt mm. and running down with very nice sheeting. That takes the dirt away. If it's just hydrophobic, you have like hundreds of stripes. Yes. Um, this leads me nicely on to, to my next one, which is true or false. Hydrophilic coatings, so I say sheeting coatings, um, are stronger than hydrophobic coatings. True or false? True. Why don't we have hydrophilic coatings? Is it just because people like the beading? And the second reason is because um, there are no existing uh, raw materials at the moment that enable a very good one. So for me, a very a good and acceptable hydrophilic coating, we have a contact angle of maximum 15 degrees, rather between 5 and 10. Mm -hmm. With the current situation, to have a stable one, hydrophilic, not just like two weeks and then it's gone. Yeah. 
you're between 20 and 30 degrees, and that's not doing it. It just it looks like extremely shitty yeah. <laughs> hydrophobic coating. So, <laughs> well, one thing I, I talked to yeah. a manufacturer of uh, marine coatings yeah. as well. It does cars, but yeah. marine coatings, and he said that their one is hydrophilic uh, because it goes on the hull of boats. And the problem you've got is a boat sitting in a waterline. Yeah, it just basically marks along the waterline, and so that's why he's got a hydrophilic. Now, I imagine on the bottom of a boat, the contact angle is less important. Yeah, exactly. But but how resistant can they be to salt water because i imagine salt water is going to be horrible i mean that's why you have to anti-foul boats every couple of years yeah yeah, yeah but not really because um the hydrophilic coatings they generate an amorphous surface you have no pores it's like glass actually so it cannot be penetrated by everything so even salt is corroding them but mm. since they are under the water you don't have that problem. You don't have oxygen. It's just above the water when it's constantly like getting wet and drying and salt yeah. and sun and whatsoever. If sun is shining on some salty crust, you have, you know, yeah, light happens. scattering, UV is detrimental and so on. But underwater, you don't have it. it most of the time, it's dark. Yeah. So no UV. Well, in the Mediterranean, you've just got killer whales coming up. Now, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Blocking yeah. rudders off yeah. boats. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty serious. What's your next one here? Okay. Um, You've got a, a crystal clear coat and a ceramic coating, mm -hmm. which is clearer, which has more clarity, ceramic coating or a clear coat. And I, I ask this because it, it kind of follows on to, if you were to perfectly polish up a clear coated finish, would adding on a uh, ceramic coating technically reduce the gloss or would it still enhance it? I would say it would still enhance it. It would enhance it. Yeah. And you also have this color deepening effect mm -hmm. that you would not necessarily have if you add more clear coat on top. You'd have a darkening effect to, to, to darker colors effectively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's where you're going to yeah. get a lot of the effect from. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And the colors look more brilliant and whatsoever. But from the clarity, I would say ceramic coat is a little bit more clear so every time every time you see these uh, sort of ceramic chips and everything that companies put yeah. out the ones that aren't just bits of plastic that they're, they're telling yeah, you yeah, yeah, ceramic yeah, yeah, coat, yeah. that happens quite it a lot it's extremely hard to harden a ceramic coating to have like a chunk even if you have let, let's say you take a glass and make it half full and just let it evaporate mm -hmm. it will um, it will look like crystal meth yeah, okay yeah so um, Ian, what does crystal? Sorry, Ian's Messick, so he'll know what crystal meth looks like. Blue. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, well, see breaking blue, is, breaking blue is the one from the movie, but actually, it's, it's, it's clear. But it looks the, per just the like perfect that. one's clear. If, yeah, but you have to have an RV for that, apparently. Okay. okay. <laughs> so uh, it's it looks very weird when you let it crystallize. Mm. You know. So well, we did some. We did a photo shoot with crystalline stuff, and and that was I can't remember how. I think, I think we did. I, I I tried I tried this experiment actually with uh, a couple of the sort of silicon baking molds and pouring different yeah, ones in yeah, there, yeah, yeah, and exactly. one in particular, I think it was angel wax, mm -hmm. um, actually puffed up, and, yeah. and he said to me, all it's of high, them higher solid puffed stuff, up a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, this is why. Uh, sometimes you apply the coating, you look at the car, some people take pictures and no, don't take them now, take them tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you come in the next morning, it's glossier. It kind of, you know, it, it develops this 3D matrix, so to say, mm -hmm. which is 
a polymer is not glowing only in length, also in height, you know, and it's taking oxygen, um, uh, sorry, uh, humidity from the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Then the first reaction is like um, a hydrolysis, yeah. where you cleave off a side so it's active, and the next um, one is a condensation reaction where you get the monomer, yeah. and then uh, the monomer stick together to create the polymer, and the polymer start creating this 3D matrix. So this is why it's getting thicker over now. So it, it swells effectively. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so um, perhaps final one is uh, the, well, final for me. Um, now there are so many coatings out there that say, right, this is a one-year coating, this is a three to mm -hmm. five-year coating. And then there's well, a couple out there that are claiming, you know, eight plus years yeah, and sure. stuff like that. Um, but if you look at a claim, it's like, yeah. It, <laughs> It's lasting for eight years, but if you turn the page, it says you have to apply it every six months. So, <laughs> like a thank wax. you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, what, what I was kind of asking is, what, why, given that the, the biggest kind of cost with the ceramic coating is the application of mm -hmm. it and the prep and yeah, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. why in God's name do people do a two-year coating if they can do a five-year coating? What, what, is there a big chemical difference, cost difference between that, or is it purely marketing to be able to give a spectrum of prices? Actually, I don't know. Okay. So, I would guess if you make like if you if you manufacture or produce a coating that's lasting for five years, I don't think the coating will be so good and so hard that in those five years it won't have any defects or whatsoever. So I think if you redo them every two or three years, you can have more of this like flawless appearance mm. of the car. It's very hard to maintain a coating flawless for five years, even if it sticks there. Because even these coatings, if you treat the car right, mm -hmm. and if you really take care of it, and if it's applied properly, they will last for five years or more. Yeah. The problem is just, you know, car is something to use. Yeah. I mistreat my car. I'm not a good example. But I know <laughs> people who treat their car nicer than I treat yeah. Girls, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you if you polish and ceramic up a, a Ferrari okay. and then put oh. it into sealed thermatic storage, then it's going to last forever. Yeah, sure. It's a very good coating. Exactly. It's a life, lifetime coating. The, yeah. yeah. No. You, oh, you come back. You'll come back to this <laughs> sort of out crystalline yeah. ceramic outline of a Ferrari and just a load of rust. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I have Maybe another. Not so much anymore. <laughs> you were talking about uh, myths and stuff like that with ceramics. Something in my mind. A lot of people they um, apply ceramics. Mm -hmm. and then they look the next day or a couple of hours later at the applicator cloth if it's got like stiff or it's hard yeah. or if it's soft and they say if it's soft the coating is not good or it's not hard this is completely wrong because ceramic coatings have like two main ingredients the organic one is called organopolysilazane mm -hmm. and the anorganic well uh, anorganic one is called perhydropolysilazane the perhydropolysilazane, it's very dense coating. It has no pores. It creates an amorphous surface, like really like glass. It contains no carbon, which is a big atom. Right. It, it's, it's extremely dense and thick. Is that what they call the dissolved solid element? Yes, yeah. yes. And, but if you apply that coating, the applicator cloth is very soft. It's like nothing. If you take the organopolysilazanes, it's going to be very hard, but those are soft as a coating. So, so you've got something that's yeah. hard that cures soft and then something that's yeah. soft that it's cures hard. It's just the other way around. Yeah. But you cannot say if you apply a coating and the applicator cloth stays soft, it doesn't necessarily mean that the coating is... It's not good. But yeah. if you have like a hard 
a stiff glass app application, that doesn't mean that the coating is hard to. I see what yeah. you mean. Yeah. Does that relate at all to high, to high and low solids in general? Or? I think, yeah, part of it. And it's also like um, a matter of the formulation, what you used, which one, the organic or inorganic one. We even mixed them. Mm -hmm. So the first thing they told me <laughs> when I ordered like the first sample of raw materials, I ordered both of them and they said, never, ever mix them. That's a silly thing to say. <laughs> first thing I did, <laughs> I mixed them and it blew up, of course. You got a big red button in the office that says, do not push. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mixed them, it blew up and I was like, fuck, they were right. Oh, it really did blow up? Yes, yeah, sure. Oh, well, that's... Yeah. that's so uh, now they have to be kept at opposite ends of the factory. Yeah. No, I mixed them later. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't give up that... <laughs> Just one explosion not so going to stop I say, me. okay, I didn't get hurt, let's try again. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, and go for consistency yeah, with yeah, chemistry. Yeah, That's always this important. This is like HD. Oh, okay. This yeah. is why it's a hybrid code, and it's, it's, it's even more hybrid than that because I also incorporated different kinds of resins into the coatings. Like, for example, I don't know, methyl, metacrylate, ethylacrylate, copolymers, because mm -hmm. it has a little bit of a thermoplastic component then into it. If you take HD and you have like minor scratches, so like, so like, um, Bug splatter or something like that, mm. and you still see the marks. If you heat it up, then it'll it close. Yeah. yeah, because of plastic. Plastic. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is is that the standard sort of thing for all of these self-healing coatings? Yeah, but the ones that only does, yeah. does it for a year or yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And it just loses yeah. its elasticity. Yeah. At some point, if you scratch it again and again at the same spot, it's just gone. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So. Um, Tell us about the latest Nanolex development because it's it's been it came out last year or was it earlier this year? Oh, I think we launched it right here right now. Nobody was able to buy it. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've seen it's because I've seen press releases. That's why I feel. Yeah, I think maybe it was just marketing, but yeah. it's available now, so gotcha, people so. can order it and buy it. And the idea behind it was a lot of people were uh, bugging me to use nanoparticles. Right. Because this is what a lot of companies do without giving out names and so on. They have like a matrix where they have some resins, but it's not necessarily ceramic resins. And then they take like um, nanoscale glass beads. Mm -hmm. This is SiO2. Yep. This is why they say it's a SiO2 coating because they put some glass bits into it. <laughs> and uh, the resins they use, they're just fixating the glass because the glass bits will just fly away. They don't stick to the car. So, so you need something to... To, to give an analogy, this is like PVA yeah. glue and then yeah, yeah, seashells yeah, yeah, yeah. on top exactly. of it. Exactly, your project. just the other way around. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, I never wanted to work with nanoparticles because you inhale them, you these and that. And mm -hmm. I was okay. My stuff is blowing up. It's bad enough. I don't. Probably <laughs> <laughs> yeah. picking glass out of yeah. my forehead every morning. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to have to pick out your lungs too. But at some point, I was thinking about okay. If you incorporate the glass beads, you can have like scratch feeling capabilities mm -hmm. because they go on the scratches and you know. Then I thought about, okay, another advantage is layer thickness mm -hmm. is a bit more thick. So you have like a nicer color deepening effect and so on. So the other one filling and we've got we've basically less preparation potentially required. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's more scratch resistant, yeah. you know, or harder. Harder. Yeah. We do like abrasion tests, how many cycles you do, and you measure the contact angle and you do it again, and mm -hmm. for thousands of cycles until the contact angle drops. So it was nice, but glass as it is, it's not very, very um, hydrophobic. 
So you also have the glass bits coming out on top of your... Mm -hmm. so then you're yeah. losing hydrophobicity. I didn't like that. So what I did, I also coated the glass beads with a very special coating. So it's like Inception, it's a coating in a coating in a coating in a You've used tokens in glass, yeah. haven't you? <laughs> How do you, so you, you've described this in a, in a way that we can all understand. Yeah. But when you're actually looking at this, how do you know that this stuff's happening? Do you have a really big microscope or something? How do you know that the beads are sticking above the resin and therefore that's what's reducing your hydrophobicity? I mean, do you have a communication system with it? How does it work? This is, I mean, this is um, very old technology. But it's very small, isn't it? Yes, but it's used also in like lacquers, in paints, high solid paints. It's okay. the same, the same principle, just that the glass bits are bigger. Yeah. Okay. But you can, you know? can you can you physically see this with a microscope? Nah, no. So this is all yeah, kind you, of You can, theory. but you need like an electron breast microscope, so... We're trying oh, to get yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. You don't see no with the reg regular one, you won't mm. see it. Yeah, we constantly, we, we bought a regular yeah. microscope. No, no. We tried, we tried plugging it in. It's not the same as to be an electron. I took microscope. a couple of pictures. Yeah. I actually looked at it. I went to university where I told mm -hmm. you I worked before. Yeah. I'm still friends with those people because I always be nice to them. And they let me use them. You know the tools and microscopes Ooh, be, and whatever they have. Cool yeah. images for the magazine. See, yeah. you know, different yeah, ceramic coatings under the microscope. Yeah. See, Bert, Bert went to the, ag the agricultural college. Best we can do is get a second-hand <laughs> tractor. It's not quite as useful. Oh, I do like my tractors. Here, so. here. The funny thing is that you also have like um, a scale next to the pictures when you use the microscope. Yeah. So you see the thickness or the you know the sizes and, and everything. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That, that's very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. it's interesting. Well, I think our, our microscope is it's the the objective lens and the other lens equates to about times three hundred. I could see my people. Oh, we do up to 40,000. Oh, 40,000? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's quite respectable. We can see sponge things. <laughs> I have just actually thought of one more question that I've always meant to ask, um, ask a chemist about this. This spot it's, he's it's, got here. It's, yeah. Does, it, does this feel like healing up? <laughs> is it herpes or is it not? Because we've heard a lot. His herpes, herpes, it's all the same. <laughs> okay. Because uh, we mentioned Pilkington glass there. Yeah. And from what I understand, that is such a long-lasting coating because of the method they use to apply it, mm -hmm. which involves using heat and I think some sort of steam. So that, that's part of a catalyzing process to actually get the, the bond correct. Yeah. Is there any scope in future for this to transfer over to paint? Are we going to see people applying ceramic coatings with a steamer? Would there be any benefit? I don't know. I don't think so. No? No, I mean, it tries to save energy with every possible me now. I've just, got, mm. I've just got a great image of pouring a bottle of ceramic coating into the, uh, the holding yeah. tank of the car from just spraying it on. I mean, you can spray ceramic coatings. No, but not through a steamer. Not through a steamer, but through one of the SATA... The SATA, yeah, 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 yeah airbrushes. Yeah, it works perfectly. I mean, they do it with grams all the time when you have complicated geometry and don't want to yeah. poke in different places. the rim one million times and just mm -hmm. spray it. And it's, yeah, it does make sense. We just lose a little bit of, uh, of material, more consumption. Yeah. But, the, I mean, because I think the problem with heat, of course, I mean, I had a car once that was about 300 degrees, but it was on fire. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't good for the car. No, it was a Chrysler 300C. <laughs> Oh, you can tell we've been here a while. That was a brilliant <laughs> car joke. And speaking of car jokes, I think it is time, do you not, to hit 
Um, uh, well, actually, no, we, we haven't actually talked about your new product. I mean, we've mentioned that it's there, but what's special about it? With it's got all the beads in, and that's that was the element to it. Yeah. So, yeah. what what in in brief, what does the what are the advantages to somebody who's thinking, right? I want to buy a new product. I want to check it's, out this new Nanlex product. What's it going to give number me? Number one, it's extremely easy to apply. The okay. easier to apply more. Sold. It, so it, you don't you don't. Yeah. Have that's to all be, I need. Yeah. Easy right. to apply. It's extremely easy so, to apply. And you don't have you, to be a professional. No, no, it's no. For even everybody. better yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Cool. Even yeah. children. Yeah, even even cats, dogs, whatever. Yeah. Speaking my no. language. <laughs> a trained monkey can apply it. Really, uh, literally. It's very easy to apply. Yeah, well, we could put that yeah. to the test. Yeah. I yeah. get called that by most people. So, uh, okay. another advantage is um, it fills up some stretches. So okay. you don't have to be that precise and good with your polishing. Number three is it's more scratch resistant and harder, so it will stay there for longer, even if you go automatic hair wash and so on. It, it will look nasty, but it won't go off mm-hmm. that fast. And the third thing is maybe the higher hydrophobicity through and through because of these coated fillers inside. So is there any point in using SI3D and, and HD and anything now or just use a new product? Yeah. In terms sure. of in terms of filling ability, <laughs> what sort of um, what sort of levels are we talking about? Like micro marring, fine scratches, uh, a trolley down the side of the car. What, what what's that going to fill? Two, yeah. for the first two, yeah, so yeah, not yeah, the trolley. Yeah. No. Okay. So no, I mean that. No, no. Uh, is it? But is true it story. Gone. <laughs> when I first developed SI3D and we had a customer, he was like off topic with this. And yeah. Did the, yeah. I heard about ceramic coatings are hard and this and that. I want it on my car. Put it on his car, and um, two hours later, came back totally mad, yelling, screaming. He hit a pole with his car and had a dent in his car, and oh. it was sharp. Why it's still happening? What was the pole's name? <laughs> Ivan. Ah, please. <laughs> you had to make a funny story racist. Didn't you? <laughs> it's not racist. It's xenophobic. It's different. Yeah. My bad. Well, before we go too far down that rabbit Misconceptions. hole, misconceptions. Let's yeah. Let's hit hit you with some some questions. Okay. Um, now, what is your current cut? So, just to put some capitalism in here, we're, 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 um, uh, Andreas is not actually a detailing geek, and he's not actually a car geek. He's just a normal guy. Well, normal-ish. Normal with a doctorate in genetic engineering and all sorts yeah. of exciting things. What's your current car? Uh, Scott Octavia. Because you didn't know when I was asking you earlier. You're like, I don't know. It's a car. It's a. It's 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 a thing. It's a box. Yeah. Yeah. It's driving. So it's a Skoda Octavia, but you don't love it. I mean, if, if it was a choice between damaging the Skoda and damaging yourself, you would you would you wouldn't lay I down. I would your... burn the Skoda. Yeah, yeah. See, whereas for me, it's the other way around. If my Skoda been damaged, I would I would yeah. risk life to, to save it. You'll probably burn anyway. Yeah, it's it's true, not mine but... anyways. It's a company car. I don't okay. own a car. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this question is probably academic. What's your dream car? You've got all the money in the world. A Dodge Viper. Oh, okay. Well, that's just good. because of El Bundy. You know, yeah. <laughs> the Viper man. Yeah. Yeah. You can't fit many dogs in those, though. It doesn't matter. But if I can't tra- afford a car, I got a trailer, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, you said you had a big dog. What, what, yes. what breed out of it? Kangal. A Turkish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that a, like a mountain dog or a... Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so here again is a question that might not apply. First car you ever... De- have you ever detailed a car in your life? No. No. Okay. So... Never have, never will. So when it says here, first car to be detailed, we're just going to leave that as TBC. Yeah. Um, uh, so when you are detailing, uh, okay. So actually, this is an interesting question. Normally, we ask people. Actually, people think I'm a very good detailer because okay. if I have to, I know how to, and I can. I just don't do it. I do trainings all over the world. I show people how to use the products and so on. If I would want to, I could detail a car pretty but, decent. But it's like I t- even won what with friends like polishing contests. 
and I didn't know how to turn on the polishing machine. <laughs> but once they did it for me, I'm a fucking maniac. But yeah. like, technically, you could you could edit someone's genetic code. You just don't. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, prob it's, it's probably it's safer that, yeah. for the world as yeah, a whole. I think just, so just not to. Yeah. yeah, well, there's no point now the vaccines have. Yeah. Um, so uh, in your whole uh, buckets thing, um, well, you know how detailers get excited about their buckets? Sure. Uh, do, are you a believer in using multiple buckets? What's your... Of course. You want to sell some, yeah. <laughs> so no, your profile... Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah two it's buckets. More enough. Yeah. Um, and again, this question is going to be interesting. So actually, it's probably relevant to you from the point of view of developing compounds. Uh -huh. We asked people whether they like to use a rotary machine or a DA machine. From your opinion, what is the most efficient method of machine polishing a car? I'm a rotary man. You're a rotary man. Yeah. Is that an age thing, or is that because you've actually thought about the science of it and you think? It's the first one I had in my hand. Okay. With a wool pad, with a UFO. Yeah. Billy Martinez. Hi to oh, him. Yeah. He taught me how to polish. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Can I just say, holy crap! I've just looked up what a Kangal dog looks like. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's a big. Yes. It's a big. In fairness, so that's a small man. That would eat me. Yeah. Yeah, but is my that, staffy that tries to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a massive dog. So I actually use uh, not well, not long ago, uh, pre-COVID, so quite a long time yeah. ago. Um, Nanlex brought out a wax. Yeah. And I've got that wax, yeah. and I've used that wax, and I quite like it. It's called One, isn't it, or something like that? Well, I think it's called Hybrid Wax. Hybrid Wax. Yeah. Okay. Nano One was before. That was before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so my question to you is: Do you prefer a coating or a wax? Given that you have made both. Do I have to pick one of them? Yes, you do. It's the law. I pick the coating. You pick the coating. Mm -hmm. uh, that is not a huge surprise. Yeah. Um, okay, again, more car-based questions that we might struggle with here. Um, Ferrari or Porsche? Ferrari. That's interesting. And you're a German man saying that Ferrari no, is... No, I'm from Romania. You're from Romania. Okay, yes. that's, that's a good idea. To be fair, Ferraris are better. In Can you say so? Visuals. Well, also, you're saying that very quietly being in Frankfurt. <laughs> well, I'm saying that quietly, but also you explain that Ferrari's all going to die with rust within 30 seconds, and they're very litigious, so I'm trying to make up for that so that we don't end they're up... Not in, gonna, in, they're not going to go to rust. They're, they're mostly GRP now. They're just gonna, the resin's going to fail. Okay, that's not making it better. Um, cool. Okay, more, more important question. Yeah. Fine, but you're the one who's going to suffer in prison. You're the pretty boy. Um... <laughs> Relatively speaking. About say out of the two. <laughs> <laughs> um, much more important question. Now, hang on, I need to infer. Let me just brush up my beard a little bit. Um, this is a, a serious question. Life and death, really. Subaru or Mitsubishi? What? What's that? They're types of cars. Really? Yes, they are. Where they come from? One is very good. Well, from Japan, the land of the rising sun. Can I take the second one? Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. I had one. Mitsubishi called was my first car ever. We have a winner. And can you take I know I like He's dead to me now. <laughs> Subaru is the right answer, by the way. I'll happily educate you because obviously okay. this, you know, no, you, no, you no, have no, an inquisitive no, mind. No, no. You have an inquisitive <laughs> mind. And, and, you know, yeah, but we'd like stuff. to leave some of it in one piece. So let's move away from Subaru. <laughs> uh, flex or repairs? Uh, flex. Interesting. Uh, so, and again, this one's going to be easy. So you have a Sunday afternoon to yourself or a Sunday morning to yourself. Yes. Uh, there's no family to worry about. There's no yeah. administration. There's no work. There's none of that. Any BS. Um, and you have a motor car in front of you. Let's make it a nice motor car. So not, you know, mm -hmm. not a Mitzi Colt. Um, let's make it a Super Impreza type RAR. Okay. Uh, and your options are A, do you want to clean it? Or B, do you want to go for a drive through lovely mountain roads around Saarbrücken? Mm -hmm. Which one? I'd rather have some coffee. 
You'd say, if I have to do something gonna, with the car, I take it for a ride. I don't clean it. Yeah, there we go. You're, yes. you're going to take the dog for a walk instead. Yeah, for example, yeah. 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 Anything to avoid a super. Yeah. <laughs> just shake your head disdainfully at both of them and walk away. <laughs> it's the shame. Um, well, Andres, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, Same and for me. Thanks for having me oh, here. Well, you're welcome back anytime. And if you're in England, come over and we'll have a microphone and place you. all over again. And a camera if you're lucky. Okay. Um, and um, we have really enjoyed it. And, and it's something, you know, we've really appreciate what you've done with the magazine and helping us on the technical side and I'm sure we'll be sending My you pleasure. normally emails what we normally do is email you at sort of nine o'clock at night and say oh crap we really need this could you give it to us by 905 I think it's doable yeah it, it's it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's how we roll lastminute.com sure. no um, but we really appreciate that and uh, so it's goodbye from me yep, goodbye from me goodbye everybody take care